You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from the beautiful metropolis of Orlando, Florida. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes out to listen to this episode. This is a question that I got by email from someone who wishes to remain anonymous. The question was, if Martin Luther was such an anti-Semite and such a mean person, why do you praise him so much on the podcast? It's a great, great question. Um, I will mention this. There have been several episodes that I have specifically mentioned and quoted Martin Luther and praised him in a variety of ways. I may have mentioned them in a few episodes that I don't remember uh, because I do quote Martin Luther often in my life and my preaching and teaching, but a few episodes that I know for sure that I did uh, mention him in a recent episode, episode 56, I answered the question, uh, if the Reformation caused so much division, why was it a good thing? In that episode, I really talk about the fact the Reformation did indeed usher in an era in, in the church age. Uh, where we have a lot of different denominations that you know they kind of won't work together. We have a lot of disunity amongst Christians, but I still believe that in spite of that, the Reformation was an incredibly positive thing. It it ushered in tremendous positive things that uh, that far outweigh the negative, in my opinion. That was episode fifty six, and, and in that episode, I mentioned Martin Luther and definitely in a positive light. Um, episode fifty six was actually in response to a question that someone gave me. And that was a question that was given to me because of episode 35, where I answered the question, why are there so many different Christian denominations? At last count, there's something like 40,000 Christian denominations uh, around the world. And many of those have their roots in the Reformation era, and clearly Martin Luther was a big part of that. Again, I quote him in that episode. I talk about him and, and probably talk about him in a positive light to some extent there. And then again, of course, um, in episode 28, when I'm talking about justification, um, I mentioned Martin Luther, I quote him, because Martin Luther was a huge, huge proponent of the doctrine of justification, that he was the one that really uh, brought that back to the forefront and, and really spurred the, the, the Reformation and brought incredible positive changes to the church and, and to all of humanity across the world. But it started really uh, with the doctrine of justification, which is the most important doctrine for the church to, for Christians to understand when it comes to understanding their daily faith. So if you have not listened to episode 28, I cannot uh, say it enough. I implore you, go back, listen to episode 28 and, and study the doctrine of justification. So those are a few of the episodes where I have mentioned Martin Luther. Uh, in my book, Redefined, I quote Martin Luther several times. And again, uh, I, I really refer to him in most cases in a positive light. Let me point out two things about Martin Luther that were definitely massive negatives. Number one, he was a massive jerk a lot of the time. Uh, in fact, just last night, my roommate shared with me a website, really funny website, that has a list of all of the insults that Martin Luther gave to people throughout the course of his ministry. And it's literally like in the hundreds. And some of the things he said were so combative, so aggressive, so downright mean that, that it's really shocking. Um, but, but I think we got to put it in its historical context to some extent. Some of the things he said were absolutely inappropriate and he should have not said, okay? And, and so that, that, that I want to make it clear. I'm not defending what he said. I'm just want, I want us to understand what's going on. Martin Luther was a, a Catholic teacher, priest, monk. He was a big part of the Catholic Church. 
And through the course of his career, he saw massive flaws in the Catholic Church, both in the theology that was being taught and in the corruption in their practice and in their leadership. And he came up against that. And when you see someone being corrupt and manipulating them and abusing them and purposely teaching bad doctrine to control people, that's a wicked, bad, evil thing. And Martin Luther saw that and he called it out. What what many of the, the leaders in the Catholic Church were doing in the 14 and 1500s can be defined as wicked. Now, I want to make it clear. It wasn't all Catholics. It wasn't all Catholic priests, okay? There were a lot of great Catholic churches being a force for good in a lot of places in the world. However, there were a lot of places in the world where the Catholic Church was a force for corruption and manipulation and oppression. And Martin Luther saw that, and he saw the mass damage that the church was doing, so he he spoke out against it. And, and in some cases, he went a little overboard, okay? But he needed to do something to get their attention, right? It was just status quo. So sometimes a leader needs to stand up and say some things that, that have some shock value just to kind of scare everyone and get everyone's attention. And he did that very effectively, okay? In addition to that, he's telling the Catholic Church on a large scale, even speaking to the Pope and telling them that he was wrong in, in, in a lot of ways. So at first, he was just being shunned and being kind of uh, you know, uh, ridiculed. Then it, then it really went to oppression and persecution. And then at some point, Martin Luther gets on a hit list where, where like he's people, like he's got a bounty on his head. People are trying to kill him because he is causing so much disruption to the power structure of the Catholic Church of its day. And the more they came after him, the more he rebuttaled with extremely mean, aggressive, combative words. Right? He would say things like, you, you're, you're the apostle of Satan, or you, all the devils in the world um, have not done as much wickedness as you have. He, has said, he would say things like that to the Pope or to other major theologians of his day when they would come against him. But again, in most cases, it was because the people were doing something that he saw was detrimental and hurtful to the regular people, that the leadership were hurting the ordinary people, and that was his way of defending the ordinary people. In most cases, I think what he did was really appropriate because it brought attention to corruption and it really demanded change. And it ended up changing over the next 50 to 100 years toward the end of Martin Luther's life and beyond. We see massive positive reforms happening all throughout Europe, uh, particularly within different portions of the Catholic Church. So again, most of the time it was appropriate and it was right and it had good results. But certainly there are moments where Martin Luther definitely goes overboard and he is maybe too aggressive. And so that that's not acceptable. Definitely Martin Luther was a man that we could point to some some great flaws and some sin in his life. But isn't that the case with all of us? Aren't all of us on a list of people that have major flaws in our lives? Like, I don't think there's a single pastor that I can ever quote that doesn't have a flaw, right? And Martin Luther included. The second thing Martin Luther did that that really is more inappropriate than some of the other things is he made some anti-Semitic comments. That There is strong evidence that Martin Luther had a, a prejudiced and a biased against Jews. And for that, Martin Luther was wrong and has and there's no excuse. Like I'm not even going to try to put that in his cultural context. I'm not I'm going to make zero defense of that because he was wrong. There were a lot of areas where Martin Luther was right. There's a lot of areas where Martin Luther did incredible incredible good. He was a phenomenal theologian, a phenomenal writer, a phenomenal leader, a brave man that took on the corruption of the Catholic Church. He brought incredible massive positive reforms to Europe. In, in the 1500s. 
However, with that stated, he also made some absolutely deplorable, wicked statements about Jewish people. And for that, he I will say he was wrong and it's absolutely unacceptable and inappropriate. Now, with both of those things stated, both with his inappropriate anti-Semitic comments and with his overly aggressive attacks of the Catholic Church, I will say this. Everyone has massive flaws, myself included. But one of the greatest beauties of the gospel is that God still works through people that have massive, profound flaws. Martin Luther had major flaws. I'm not excusing them. They were inappropriate. With that stated, the fact that God used Martin Luther in profound, profound, positive ways is the evidence that God is able to use people that are still profoundly flawed. And that should encourage all of us because I'm profoundly flawed. And those of you listening, you are also. It is highly likely that you are profoundly flawed. And the, the incredible good news is that God is gracious enough and powerful enough that he is able to overcome our incredible flaws and still use us for his glory and the expansion of his kingdom. Martin Luther was profoundly flawed, right? He was overly aggressive and there's evidence that he was anti-Semitic and simultaneously he was still one of the greatest theologians to ever walk planet earth. He was profoundly flawed, but yet God still used him in incredible ways. And that is the evidence that God still can use you if you have failed. And God can still use me when I have failed. God uses profoundly flawed people to profoundly bring forth the gospel message. What an incredible encouragement. Hey, I'm really thankful that you're listening to this episode. I sure hope it's been insightful and helpful to you. If you have a question you'd like to have answered on the podcast, shoot me an email to heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. As always, our intro and outro theme music has been I'm Shipping Up the Boston by the Dropkick Murphys. I'm Kenny Ortiz. This has been Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm a